Berkman, and welcome to Balance Sheet. I'm really excited to share part two in my series with Herschel Frierson. As you'll remember, Herschel is managing director in the consulting group at Crow and current chair of the board of directors of NABA, the National Association of Black Accountants. As you'll hear in this episode, I have a deep respect and appreciation for Herschel, and I am so happy and grateful to just engage with him and be challenged by him. We covered a lot, and one thing I want to highlight about Herschel is his incredible patience, and I think we could all use a dose of that right now. Here's the conversation. First of all, when did you, you took over as chair, right, officially? Yeah, July 1, so it's been, it's just been a crazy few months. I, you know, tell people, young people, like, who knew this little, like I said, this little African-American boy growing up in Louisville, Kentucky would ever be chairman on the board of directors mm-hmm. for a prestigious and dynamic organization. So it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, I'm still kind of, you know, in awe and disbelief, but you, you sit back and watch other people's stories, right? And you say, why can't you have a story like that too? You know, hopefully other people can see my story and see where I've gotten to and, and say, why not me? You, you know, try to go to the next level in everything you do. It's your one life, we think, right? right? So right. You only get one shot at it, right? As far as we know. Right, as far as we know, right? But yeah, it's like, I think about that all the time. I I wouldn't say I'm risk averse, but yeah, there are times where I think like, well, if you're not going to do it now, like... When are you going to do it again, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty risk averse too. Mm -hmm. I think I I would say I'm risk averse, but I'm aggressive. You know, I'm aggressive in what I go after. I'm aggressive. Mm -hmm opportunities but also you, you know you you know you got to weigh the options right of you know the positive and the negative um you know is it really going to be beneficial only to myself or is it going to be beneficial to a, um, a greater good and say okay is this going to be beneficial to other people but ne- you know may not be beneficial to myself in particular right. situations you're in and other things you do is going to be a, be beneficial to yourself and not other people and, and sometimes it's beneficial to both right you got to weigh the risk and what is the you know what i would say the greater good why do you think you approach things that way thinking about the greater good like where does that come from it it, it um because I'm, I'm sitting here and talking to you because other people you know, took chances on me, you know, my parents, family members, friends, uh, mentors. I didn't get here on my own. You know, it's kind of going back to the NABA model, you know, lifting as we climb is Mm -hmm. other people looked out for me. You know, I truly believe in it takes a village, you know, to raise a kid. Um, And I'm an embodiment of that. You know, my line is working in a, an accounting firm where I'm always, you know, when I work with clients is what am I going to do to make them better? That's what the business approach is. What am I going to do to make my community better? What am I going to do to make myself better? What am I going to do to make this young lady, a young man better? You know, what am I going to do to make this organization better? So I think it's it's selfish of me not to give back or selfish of me not to acknowledge other people, selfish of me you know, not to check in on people and make sure they're okay. And, and at the end of the day, I, I, I say it doesn't take up too much of your time, right? If you really think about 24 hours a day, I know you got to sleep, but you know, if you, if you look at 6.30 to 10 or 11 o'clock at night, it's okay to take a few minutes out your day to, to give back or to reach out to someone else. 
we talked about the fact that you are doing a lot of coaching right now. And you even mentioned to me that it's, it's been a little bit challenging for you to actually get to your client work during this time. So I've been thinking a lot about that. And, you know, I've been on this task force that, that FEI has formed and you're on that as well. And so your name comes up a lot for me (laughs) (laughs) and it has to be emotionally draining being a representative, a spokesperson during this time. And I hope you don't mind me saying this and I'm happy to take it out if you don't want me to, but I wrote down the last time that you and I spoke, I wrote down that you said that you were feeling the pressure of representing the race well. Right. Even saying that is so overwhelming for me. Right. I want to know, like, how do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel... I mean, what kind of, what does that pressure feel like? I have never and will never feel that. Right. And, 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 you know, and it's probably, in full disclosure, it's probably unfair for me to say that about myself, right? I, you know, unknowingly or maybe knowingly put that pressure on myself to to excel. You know, when you feel like so many people have their eyes on you kind of like uh, uh, going into a basketball game you're getting you know hyped up in the, in the locker room with your teammates right mm-hmm. in, in, in a roundabout way that's kind of what it is it is uh, a sense of people are looking at me and I don't want to look at you know, I don't want to let them down and it, it, it you know it, it does weigh on you from time to time uh, I mean I'm not gonna lie but then I take a step back and say, who, you know, if not me, then who else? Right. I keep going back to that. Right. Mm-hmm. If not me, then who else? And, and like I said, there's so many other people that does 10 times more than what I can do. Right. I only do 1% of what so many, so many other people in our communities do. Right. That's the way I look at it. You know, you just, you, you know, you, you just keep pushing on. Right. There may be moments where you, you get drained and, you know, you just kind of like, man, it, am I doing enough? And and you take the criticisms and you take it to heart and you try to be perfect, right? You know, what you should never try to do, but you try to be, you try to be perfect, right? That's how you better yourself. So, like I said, it's probably an unfair pressure I put on myself, but it's also that motivation of I got to be successful for, for people who are looking at me. Right. Do you get discouraged? I don't get discouraged. I only get encouraged. If if something is not going right, that encourages me to do more. If something is not where it needs to be in our communities and in the association, and there's more we can do, is that encourages me to do more and look at innovative ways to approach situations. The criticism that may come your way just motivates me to be better. Whether the, the criticisms are legitimate or illegitimate, it is, you know, one person's truth is another person's reality. You know, I'm constantly figuring out, you know, what am I going to do next to, to make myself better? What am I going to do best to make, you know, my firm better? What am I going to do next to make my client better? What am I going to do next to to make NABA better? My men, the members that I serve, the corporate partners that I serve, what, what am I going to do to make them better? Because if I do, that's more more energy they're going to put into into me, into NABA, into you know my clients. You know, so it's just you know, you find you keep finding that energy to 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 do better. 
it's been a few months since we last recorded. You Obviously, you and I have spoken since then, but I want to know what kind of reactions you've gotten from listeners to that, to our last episode, and if you've gotten any negative feedback. Yeah, I don't, you know, it, it's been interesting. I, I think it's it's been a, what I would call teachable and educational moments since we've last talked. You know, this particular podcast gave, I would say, the opportunity for more people who somewhat know me or even didn't know me at all just to want to connect with me on a deeper level, which, you know, I appreciate. I'm sure that there's more I could have said or there's probably longer we could have talked because, you know, conversations that we're having is, is you're learning more about the person and you want to connect more with the person and learn more about why he has the passion for the profession that he has the passion for, right? And that's a good thing, you know, you know whether people agree or disagree. You know, I hope that it connected with people and it did, right? You know, I heard from people I've never met before and, you know, say, hey, really appreciated the, you know, listening to the, the, the podcast and, you know, thanks for being honest. And I think in times like this, people need to hear honesty and people need to hear the real person, right? So this is the, this is the real person, right? From your perspective, you know, what kind of feedback, I mean, you were the, the brains behind it, you know, what kind of feedback did you get? I've only gotten positive feedback, I have to say. And, you know, I'm trying to be somebody who's better about seeking criticism. And, and I, haven't, I haven't gotten any, any criticism uh, from that episode, you know, which is good in some ways. And, and probably maybe I, maybe I could have learned from our errors. When you said earlier about, you know, <laughs> seeking perfection, I mean, I'm right there with you. And it's a curse. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. Because there's, there's always something that's keeping you up at night, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This interview, right? You know, I woke up two or three times getting probably worked up about the interview, you know, or I have a, you know, got to deal with a client situation. I'm thinking about it as well. And, you know, it's like, four in the morning and I'm, you know, my wife is like, why are you up at four in the morning? Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, it, cause I'm thinking about, okay, I got a big client meeting or I got this interview mm-hmm. and you know, I want to make sure I'm at, I'm at my best. You know, sometimes that is like to your point, sometimes it is a curse, right? It is like, just let me sleep, you know, no responsibilities, no nothing. I could wake up and smell the coffee, you know, yeah. look out the window and stare out the window. And you know, you, you know, you see those, funny commercials and I'm like I've never done that, done that. <laughs> they're uh, all drug commercials though so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you know I encourage other people too you know it was like a you know I need to encourage myself and encourage you is take a moment sometimes to enjoy the successes that we have and then okay let's let's get back at it and I think yeah. we just need to do more of that now I, I tell people don't get comfortable with what you've accomplished but enjoy the successes that you have right. and then you know, let's move on to the next thing. And that's me too. I'm somebody who's always on to the next thing, which is, you know, not always good, but I, but I don't know that I would change it. Right. Yeah. I wanted to ask you uh, what conversations you've had over the last couple of months that really are sticking with you, that will stick with you for years to come. Any that kind of jump out at you in your mind? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just big picture is the the type of people that have been reaching out to me that I never knew would reach out to me, right? You know, that's why I say, you know, it's it's been 
such a such a roller coaster over these past several months because there's so many different people reaching out to me, different, you know, organizations and companies and stuff. So it's just, you know, I think I'm gonna remember this for a long time in a sense of just who has been who who reached out to me that I never knew in a million years would reach out to me and want to have a conversation. And and you know, so I think just the conversations that I'm having uh, or being a part of is just always what's going is it will stick with me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When you say that it's somebody who you wouldn't expect to reach out, do you mean because you have maybe a different belief system? You assume that you have like what? What's surprising about the people? Uh, it, it's that I didn't think it was going to hit them as hard as it hit me. Mm-hmm. Right? It, you know, it, it's I appreciated that that they were willing to open themselves up like they've never opened themselves up before. And it was, and I understood the trouble that they were dealing with inside. Uh, I've never thought about this. I've always looked at it through one lens and now I'm a 50 plus year old white guy and I'm really questioning a lot of things in my life, right? And I just, you know, I kept saying, well, welcome to my everyday life and what I've been dealing with is, you know, I'm not going to give you comfort, but I I understand and appreciate, you know, you reaching out to me and what you're dealing with. It was, you know, I guess you would say a little bit of, of not tough love, but but just a reality check is like, you know, I'm not going to comfort you, <laughs> uh, but I understand and appreciate you, right? Because I need you as an ally, right? We, you know, we need to be in this together. You know, sometimes you got to go through interpersonal conflict to be a supporter, you got to challenge your beliefs. You got to challenge the lens you've been looking through, right? And, and it's hard to look at, look through situations and approaches through other pe- people's lenses, you know, because you know what you know. This is what I've seen my whole life. And I've, I've had this one view and, you know, you're not going to stare me from this view. And then when you start to expand that view, it gets difficult. But that's what is needed for us to to move forward together. Last time we recorded, I asked you um, about a, a podcast that you were into and you said instead, you told listeners to pick up the phone and have a conversation with someone that doesn't look like you or share the same beliefs as you. Yeah. Um, along with a few of my coworkers, I'm now running this racial justice staff discussion. I'm part of this separate task force that you are also a member of, but in preparing for this conversation, I will admit to you that I have not followed your advice. I am not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm telling people, oh, we got to have these tough conversations, right? And I'm instead, I'm having the type of like pat each other on the back conversations with like-minded people, right? Because I'm afraid. Yeah. I think I'm afraid. I don't, I'm afraid of. You're afraid (sighs) to, 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 to get validation of what you might hear. It's difficult, right? And it's difficult because, you know, when you have those difficult conversations, you may still end up in the same place. What I mean by that is, 
you may not change a person's view and you may go into it like, hey, I'm going to change this person's view. But you got to be comfortable knowing that you're not you may not change that person's view, but you got to be appreciative of having a conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got to uh, respect each other. And that's the most important thing to respect each other and hear two different points of view. And in some cases, you guys may come to a middle ground. Some some cases you may not. Some cases you may go on one side or that person may come on the other side and you don't want to rock the boat, right? Yeah. You, you don't, you know, if you, if you're getting along with someone and you know, you may not talk a lot on a personal level, but you know, you, you guys are great, you know, work well together in the office or whatever the case may be or a neighbor and you don't want to rock that boat. Right. That's, that's that part of that the risk, right? Is it going to be beneficial to myself? Is it going to be beneficial to someone else? Or is it going to be beneficial at all? And I, and I, the very reason why, the very reason that you have not had the conversation is the very reason why you should. Yep. (laughs) It's two things. So for one, I just want to acknowledge that I'm, I want to acknowledge my privilege in that I can choose to go the rest of my life probably without having those kinds of conversations if I'd like to. Yes. Mm -hmm. you know, you do not have that choice. You have never had that choice. Right. So uh, I want to just obviously start by saying that. The second thing is that, yeah, I'm afraid in, in a lot of ways, I'm afraid to have this type of conversation with someone and because there's comfort in denying what you may that. Hear. Yeah, well, exactly. That what I may find out. Yes. What I suspect, yeah. yes. I'd rather live in the world where I don't have to be confronted by that or confirm, reality or confirm, or confirm. that person. Stand. And it's and it's important in the workplace, right? And it's the, that's the scary part, right? Because you see them on an everyday basis, and you know you're afraid of what you may hear, right? And are confirmed of what you've been assuming, you know, based on whispers or comments you know that you've heard and i i say that that is that's that is that's going to make for, you know in my opinion it's going to make for a better workplace right that's why we talk about diversity diversity and inclusion in a workplace is hidden hearing diversity of thoughts is going to make your organization better it's going to, uh, you know, provide, I will call deeper and, and better solutions for your clients. It's just, you know, having people from different backgrounds, cultures, and just approach. Once again, it challenges your thinking. What recommendations do you have for me or someone listening? How do you start that conversation? How do you navigate it? How do you come out on the other end without you know, conflict or hurt feelings or especially if you work with the person. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the, the first and foremost, I mean, I think take it slow. If you have, a, it depends on what level you're at with a particular person. So let's say, Hey, how was your weekend? How was your evening? You know, get, you know, getting to know them on a personal level, because that's important to understand their approach and thinking, right. Is like, Hey, tell me a little bit more about your family and, what do you guys like to do on the weekends? And, and then, you know, as you guys get to more of a personal level, it, you know, then it's important to to have the dis- discussion about, hey, I'm going to be in our task force. 
you know, what is your thoughts on that? You know, what, you know, you have any thoughts on how we should approach things and dive deeper into questions, you know, Hey, what is your, what's your approach or what's your thought on this particular situation that's been in the news and, you know, have those comments and see what happens and just be able to, to probe deeper. Like you're, you know, we're, me and you're doing a podcast together. You're, you're 10 times better at this than me of just diving deeper into questions. I'm nosy. Well, you're not nosy. It's just you're inclusive, <laughs> which is what is needed, right? Because that's only how we're going to learn from each other is, is approach that other person like you approach this interview with me, right? Is just probe deeper questions and, you know, be prepared to have thick skin of not agreeing with everything that they're saying and, and asking, you know, why do you, why do you believe that? Why do you think that's just true? And, you know, hey, this is some factual information and some people may believe it, some people may not believe it, but but have that, but at the end, it's one thing to do at the end is to say, hey, you know, I just want to, I appreciate the conversation to say, hey, I know we disagree on, on, you know, some of the things we talked about, but I respect you and I look forward to having, getting to know you even better, but also, you know, working with you and, and bettering ourselves and bettering the organization or, or bettering the client that we're working on. It's important to end, you know, where you're beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And your beginning is to make yourself better, make, you know, is it, you know, making a client better, making your firm better, making your company better, making a profession better, making the organization better. End it with that as well. No, that's great advice. One of the other things that we talked about was in the last time that we recorded was the the commitments that companies are making, and we I think we said like let's see you know, where those companies are, what those companies are doing six weeks from now or six months from now. So let's talk about corporate reactions. Can you give me some examples of companies, um, you can name them or not, that you think are, you know, impressing you and any that are, in your opinion, kind of dropping the ball on this? I think it was very powerful to see companies come out with, you know, very aggressive statements that that I think, you know, you and I can both agree that if you would have asked me 10 years ago, were you going to see this kind of statement from from this particular company? I was like, you'd be like, no. But I, I have been pleasantly surprised by how companies are coming out and, and making statements, you know, Black Lives Matter and really putting their name on the line for everyone to see, right? Not only their employees, which is important, but also the community and their clients. So I think, you know, so many companies are are doing a good job. I have been impressed of, and we want more of it to reach out to NABA so we can partner with you. Uh, more companies are reaching out to us and, and asking, you know, what can we do? You know, because we believe in the mission of NABA because there are resources out there. I think, you know, companies do a great job internally, but, you know, I think they're asking more questions about, okay, what else can I do in this particular arena outside of the walls of our company? And so I've been, you know, impressive about how strong statements have came out. I've been impressive of just seeing what, you know, companies are doing within their walls, appreciate the fact that there are so many companies making big dollar commitments, you know, to, for social injustice. And we need more of that, more dollars, more people resources, you know, more assets to support organizations like NABA. So, uh, you know, while I always say this, there's more that can be done. You're never done, right? You're never done. There's more to be done. There's more we can do you know, within our profession, you know, just looking at the numbers is, you know, so 
there's just so much more we can do it from different angles, right? From grade school to high schoolers to college to the the working professionals, right? There is more we can do to create equality, you know, across the board, and it, and that's important. Uh, there's important to to have keep having that that drive to be better. You know, now you're recognizing what's out there. How are we going to be better as an organization, as a company, as a firm? You and I come back a lot to, you know, the pipeline and hiring practices. And I've been giving this concept of company culture a lot of thought lately and specifically about hiring for cultural fit. That's something that we've been talking about for years and years. And I've now started re-examining it. And I think it's problematic for companies to be looking for people who will be a good cultural fit. Do you think that companies should be seeking people who fit with the culture as they see it? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question. It, it's, it's a twofold situation. I think you need to review, if any moment in time, you need to review where your culture is at, right? If, if, you're, if your culture has not created uh, a DNI environment, diversity and inclusion environment, then you need to change your culture. It may need overhaul or it may just need tweaks, but it is you need to take a self-assessment of where you where you're honestly at from a DNI standpoint. Is look at your your look at your ranks, right? You know, and go from top down and bottom up, top down, bottom up. Top down is where are we at from an executive standpoint. Is is you know, are we a reflective of where we need to be a DNI culture? Are we bringing in diverse and inclusive candidates? Are we promoting from within? Are people getting to a certain level within a company then all of a sudden they're plateauing? You know, why is that? So, so I think that's a, a review of your culture and how you are valuing various items. You know, then you probably need to change your culture. Another thing that you're making me think about is when, you know, women and minorities are plateauing at a certain level, right? And not right. reaching those higher levels. Do you think mentorship is the kind of solution there? Or what are your thoughts on fixing that issue? It's mentorship is one aspect of it, but you also got to be actively challenging how you are viewing success of individuals. So it's it's multifaceted, right? It's the mentorship is 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 important, but it, you also need to challenge how people are being promoted and why they're being promoted and what 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 you're viewing as, you know, what I would call skill sets to to move that person to the next level. You know, is if women and minorities are plateauing and you really got to ask tough questions to those individuals that are promoting people of, you know, why is this happening? If we look at, you know, statistical information that everybody's plateauing as a minority, you know, are, are a female is, are we looking at this wrong? Mm-hmm. Are we judging people wrong? Are we being unfair? Are we taking a tougher look at a female or a minority and not hold, and holding them to a higher standard? than their counterparts and are we promoting people that's going to make us comfortable right right right. (laughs) you know same thing about hiring right is i want to you know you know you have that unconscious bias i want to i want to hire people that looks like me makes me feel good versus someone that has totally you know from a different racial ethnic cultural religious background 
that may make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you tend to, okay, well, we're just going to go with X, Y, Z, the, the norm, right? And that's, that's a problem. You mentioned that you were proud of, of what you're seeing from young people and the action that they are taking. Do you have any examples that you want to share or, or just maybe generally like how it's making you feel about the future? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the young people just with the Black Lives Movement and just seeing them marching and just challenging our norms uh, has made me proud. I think, you know, the energy that young people are bringing to to DNI and wanting social justice, I think is excellent. Is uh, and I encourage more of that to challenge challenge us, right? Challenge me challenge your firm, challenge your company, challenge your community to what, you know, what is quote unquote the norm, right? Is because this, we're leaving this world for you and it is fair for you to, to challenge what they're, what we're leaving now. And I'm glad to say that you don't want to be left what's currently here. Right. And I think there are so many dynamic young people and we, we just got to do more to encourage that, to make their communities better, to make their companies better. You know, because I truly believe is that, you know, within the walls of your company and your firm is that our young people can can make us all better. Thinking outside the box. You know, we, you know as things as working with clients and coming up with new solutions is, you know, let's get those out-of-the-box thinking, non-traditional approaches and make me better, make our clients better, make the company, make the firm better, make the profession better. But, you know, let's challenge that, you know, let's encourage them to challenge that. I asked you earlier about a conversation that has stuck with you and an experience has just come to mind that is really sticking with me and will stick with me for the rest of my life. I was out on a walk with my husband and, and my son was in the, you know, front carrier and, uh, there was a Black Lives Matter march going on in town. And we were ending our walk, going back to our house, and we crossed paths with this boy. I think he was probably 11, and he was black, so cute, glasses, alone. He had a sign. He was clearly walking to join this march in my town. And, you know, the sign said... Black Lives Matter. And it hit me so hard. I'm not trying to be tough, but I'm not much of, I'm not a big crier. Mm -hmm. I just started crying because just the thought that he's living in a world where he has to make a sign that declares that his life matters. And defend it. And defend it. Mm -hmm. Herschel, I like I will never get that image out of my head for the rest of my life. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's like I said, I don't, I'm you know I'm not going to comfort you, mm-hmm. and, and it, you need to experience that hurt um, because that's what my parents went through with me when I would drive out by myself. And am I going to come back home? Mm-hmm. You know, having those conversations, right? Um, it's, 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 it's conversations that I have with young people, young males. Uh, when you get pulled over, it's kind of like the young black boy that you ran into is giving him the the skill sets to come back home alive. Unfortunately, that is not going to change. 
you know, hopefully when he's, you know, you only hope when he's 28, 30, 35, and he has kids of his own, he does have a conversation that I'm sure his parents had with him. But that's what it's about. It's putting yourself and understanding the pain that, you know, I go through, you know, when I look at TV and, and see a man, you know, basically getting killed on TV from, you know, someone who you want them to protect you. And it's the same thing is, is that you want to protect these young black males, females, because you, you want them to be successful, but you also understand it's a cruel world. It's important for us, for people like yourself, to go back home and, and look at your little one and say, hey, I want a better world for you, right? And it starts with me to make up, you know, making a better world for, for, for you, for, for my my son. So it's important to do our part, right? And and my part is with, with NABA and lifting as we climb. My part is making sure that we get more people in, in a profession that I love. It's it's important. It's my part to open up opportunities for young people. It's my part to work with firms and companies to give opportunities to existing employees so they can get at the board table. It's it's just important. It's important to be that person to make a change, and more specifically, a change in our great profession. And that's important to me. And and I want more and more people that look like me in a profession. I want more and more allies to bring in more people in our profession. And I, I want to do my part to make companies and firms successful uh, in their DNI approach. We only we only have one shot at this. Uh, and it's important for us to get it right. You know, because once again, we want to live this world a better place than, than where it's at right now. And more and more, I'm realizing my part is you know, I have this platform, I run FEI Daily, it's giving a diversity of thought and speakers an opportunity. But beyond, you know, professionally, I have a, a son right. and he's the future. Right. More and more, I'm challenging myself. And I know you have to, we only have a couple of minutes left. I, I know you have mm-hmm. to go, but I want to ask you like, and this is a much bigger conversation, but what what am, what do I do with my son? He's he's a he's almost a year. What should I be doing with my son? You know, let me let me say this. Um, but not doing is not an option. You know, everyone asks like, what you know, what can I do? I say, what you can do is not do what you have been doing. Nothing. You know, when you when you saw that eleven year old black boy walking by himself, you know what you could have done will say, you know what? I'm going to walk with this young man. That's what you could have done. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and walk with him. And and I appreciate, you know, how it makes you feel. But what you need to do in moments like that is to walk with that boy, introduce yourself and say, hey, I saw your sign. I just want to let you know I support you. Mm-hmm. I'm here for you. And, you know, would you mind if I walk with you? step outside your comfort zone and do something like that, right? Now that you've admitted it, have that conversation. You know what you should do if you see that little black boy again? Which you, you know, if he's in your neighborhood, give him a hug. Walk up, introduce yourself to him and his parents and say, I saw your, your son and I will admit I 
you know, I hurt and I didn't, I went back home and I cried and I was upset, but I, you know, I want to let you know that I, I support the both of you as his parents, as well as him. And, and I will do better and I must do better. And, and the next time it happens, I want to, to walk with him. That's, that's beautiful. <sighs> but, you know, once again, let, let me say that it's, you know, hopefully people listening to this, you know, will get, you know, one ounce of encouragement, never get discouraged, only get encouraged to do more. And whatever I can do to support, whatever NABA can do to support individuals and companies, we're here. I know we talk about doing a series of these and, and hopefully people enjoy these and let's do it again. We must. As always, Herschel, thank you so much. I know, I I know. I've kept you so long. Thank you, as always, for your honesty, and I so appreciate you. All right, you take care. All right, talk soon. Bye. Bye.